Great to have Brother Easter. Brother Easter, come. Good to have you with us. Lord bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, I have an announcement I'd like to make as well. Jesus is coming. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus is coming. Oh, I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, which is, which was, and is to come, the Almighty. Amen. I give honor this evening to Pastor and Sister Joe Strand. It was so good to see you guys and be with you again. And Sister, where's Sister Joe? There you go. So good to see you. Amen. Amen. And uh, it's just not the same without them being here. But how many of you are glad that your pastor and first lady is here? And oh man, it's just a wonderful, it feels good. Amen. Amen. And I thank God for their ministry and all the great things they are doing all across our fellowship. Tonight, my brothers and sisters, I don't know um, exactly how you're going to receive this tonight, but uh, as I've said many times, if I don't preach to anyone in this place, I'm going to be preaching to myself. The hour is late, time is getting shorter and shorter, and the windows of opportunity are rapidly closing. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. So many occasions I approach people about salvation. And I approach them and ask them, are you ready now to give your life to the Lord? And so many times I get this same response, I'm not ready yet. I often wonder, what is in this world worth going to hell over? What is in this world worth missing the rapture over? The rapture is going to take place and it's only going to happen one time. So with everything that is within us and the time that we have left, let us be prepared Blessed is he when the Lord comes back, he finds watching and waiting and anticipating Jesus is coming. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. So tonight, I want to ask if you'd stand with me in honor to God's holy word. And let me direct your attention to the gospel according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter. Beginning in verse number 54. This afternoon, I was watching a little bit of the president's address to the United Nations. These are very serious times. As I was listening to him speak, and I've been hearing words like war, famine, disease, nuclear, my heart got stirred inside of me and I became more aware again we are living in the end times. Hallelujah. 
I began to think of people that I care about, family and friends that are not in the church and are not saved. I began to feel a burden for men and women and young people, even children in this end time hour, just wandering around in our neighborhoods with no idea what's about to happen. And then not only that, I began to feel a burden for those of you that are in the church that have gotten too comfortable and have gotten too complacent and have gotten too much at ease in Zion. If there's ever a time to take God seriously, now is the time. If you're ever going to be a soul winner, now is the time. If you're ever going to be a true worshiper, now is the time. Starting right now. Amen. Listen to what the Lord said in the Gospel of Luke chapter 12, beginning at verse number 54. Jesus, he said unto the people, when you see a cloud rise out of the west, straightway you say, there cometh a shower, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, there will be heat. And it cometh to pass. You hypocrites. You hypocrites. Well, when Jesus called you a hypocrite, you're a hypocrite. You hypocrites. You can discern the face of the sky and of the earth. But how is it that you do not discern this time? Oh, God. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice tonight. We have no idea if we'll ever have another service. We don't know when you're going to come back again, but we know it is closer than what we believed. I pray for every man, every woman, every young person, every backslider, every guest and visitor in this room. God, don't let one person leave this room the same way they came in. God, do a work in our hearts and our minds and in our spirit. Make us one with you. And more than anything else in this world, help us to be ready, Lord, for your soon return. My topic this evening is the signs of the times. The signs of the times. God bless you and you may be seated. The signs of the times. I often wonder as I look around the world and my little world and see people, whether they're in church, out of church, watch people in my neighborhoods and the community. When I look at what's going on in the world and in the news, a question comes to my mind, and that is, what more, what more has to happen before God can get your attention? We've just come through a cataclysmic global pandemic. This has never happened before. Not in the history of the world have men experienced what we just came through. 
and we came through. That ought to put a dip in your slip. That ought to put a glide in your stride. That ought to put a joy in your heart because there's a whole lot of people didn't make it, but you did. A whole lot of people didn't make it, but you did. A whole lot of people didn't live, but you did. And by the grace of God, I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now I'm going to clap my hands harder than I ever did. I'm going to worship you harder than I ever did. I'm going to read your word more than I ever did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What must happen to turn some people around? If a global, worldwide pandemic can't do it, then what can? When all this was going on and the churches were closed and businesses were closed and we had to do services online and at home and all I could hear was complaints, complaints, complaints. Why is it people go to Walmart but we can't go to church? How come they can do this but we can't do that? All these complaining. But nobody seemed to be seeking God. And then when the doors of the church began to open and people began to come back into services, all I keep hearing over and over was, man, I'm so glad to get back to having regular church. Can I tell you something, brothers and sisters? We should never desire regular church. Being regular is what got us in this mess. But now that we've come through on the other side, we don't need to be regular. Oh, no. We need to be radical. Something has to happen inside your heart. Something's got to happen inside your spirit. You can't keep being what you were before because the times demands it. Oh, hallelujah. The signs, the signs of the times. It's not like it's ever been before. Jesus told us there's going to be wars. When there's wars going on. And rumors of war. Everywhere I turn around, people are talking about what Russia going to do next. What's going on in China. If you're not careful, a little bit of fear and anxiety will take a hold of your spirit. But I hear Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. When you see these things come to pass, look up. Look up, your redemption is near. Jesus is coming. And as soon all this will be over. But yet, I'm concerned because some people still have not changed. Hallelujah. So what else does God have to do to get you to worship him? What else does God have to do to take his word seriously? Oh, my brothers and sisters, some of us are so stubborn. Some of us are so hard-headed. Some of us are so full of pride. And the worst thing that can happen to anybody in this church or outside the church is to get stuck in your ways. Hallelujah. You keep on doing what you've always been doing. You're going to keep on getting what you've always gotten. But I'm tired of living at status quo. I'm tired of living at the bottom of the barrel. It's time, hallelujah, to be apostolic. It's time to shake ourselves. Time is running out. Jesus is coming. It's time to get on that glory train. And not let the cares of the world wrap up your heart. Somebody say amen. amen. Give the Lord a high clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Jesus called them hypocrites. And some of you get mad at him. You shouldn't be calling people names. He said you're hypocrites. Jesus didn't, he didn't hold back nothing. He said you know this, you know that, you believe this, you say you do that. But yet, you keep acting as if the coming of the Lord is a thousand years from now. <sighs> Hallelujah. We need to stop. We need to examine ourselves. We need to take inventory. This is what the Lord said again in Mark chapter 8. I said, God, why is it that people act the way they do? Jesus said in Mark chapter 8 and verse number 18, he said, having eyes, see ye not, and having ears, hear ye not, and do you not remember? Part of the problem of so many people is they got spiritual amnesia. They're so easy to forget. Hallelujah. Folks come to church to see the show. It ain't no show. This is no entertainment. I'm fighting for somebody's soul right now. Somebody's on the balance. Somebody's hanging over the precipice tonight. Somebody is going to make a decision. Glory to God. So we didn't come to see the show. We didn't come to entertain. We come to fight, to, to fight for souls and rescue them from the fires of hell. I'm talking about your loved one, your son, your daughter, your mama, your grandmama, your husband, your wife, anybody that can hear the word of God and be saved. We've got to bring them in. We've got to reach the lost. Hallelujah. 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 We can't do it. If we're stuck in our ways, the Bible is true. How many know the Bible is true? The Bible is true. Somebody questioned me one time. I said, hey, Brother Easter, how can you put so much faith in that book? How do you know the Bible is really the word of God? They started arguing with me. I don't like to argue about the Bible. The Bible can defend itself. When they get to argue with me, man, you put your faith in that book. How can you believe in a God that you can't see? I said, do you have a brain? Yeah, I got a brain. Have you seen it? No, but you know you got one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Just because, see, the world says seeing is believing, but God says believing is seeing. You got to have faith. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And it's our faith that's going to give us the victory. It's our faith that's going to bring us through. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. He is the overcomer. It's in him we live. It's in him we move. It's in him we have our being and nothing else. We need to sell out to God. In these closing hours of the church age, we need to sell out. Seek ye. What's the next word? First. You don't need to go to Bible school to learn what first means. He's alpha, number one. 
Amen. He's, he's the alpha. He's the, he's the omega. He's the beginning. He's the ending. Hallelujah. By him all things consist. He is the first. He is the last. Oh, hallelujah. We need to get our priorities together in this end time hour. Glory to God and get as close to the Lord as we possibly can. Amen. Because the times demanded. Bible prophecy, the scripture is so accurate. True to what is written, the Bible describes the end times. The whole world will be in such a place as it was in the days of Noah. That's what Jesus said. He said, in the day of the coming of the Son of Man, it'll be just like unto the days of Noah. How was the days of Noah similar to the day today? Oh, Oh, my, my, the comparisons are incredible. In the days of Noah, Jesus said they, they ate, they drank, they married, they given in marriage. They were just having a good old time. Not once thinking of the judgment of God to come. Jesus said, I'm coming back like a thief in the night. The thief don't call you up and tell you he's coming. The thief don't give you no forewarning. He just shows up. Jesus said that's how it's going to be. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that trumpet is going to sound. Amen. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then, this is the part I like. Then we who are alive, let's talk about us, not unless you're dead. Are y'all dead? I can't hear you. Are y'all dead? He's not coming back for a dead church. He's not coming back for a sleepy church. He's not coming back for some antiquated church that feel like the best days are over. He's coming back for a church that's alive, on fire, hallelujah, waiting, anticipating, expecting. Glory to God. And I, got, I just got ready to say, excuse me for being so demonstrative, but I ain't going to apologize. I got something to shout about. I'm getting ready to go somewhere and it's better than Disneyland <laughs> I'm getting ready to go to where the streets are made of gold I'm getting ready to go where there's no moon and there's no sun I'm getting ready to go where there's no more hospitals no more graveyards no more glaucoma no more oh my god I'm getting ready to go to that <laughs> hallelujah Somebody need to get excited because it's getting ready to happen. It is getting ready to Hallelujah. <clears throat> Just like it was in the days of Noah. Matthew 24, verse 38. Jesus said, for as in the days that were before the flood, what were they doing? They were eating. They were drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Hallelujah. He took it all the way to the very last minute. 
And when Noah and his family entered into the ark, Noah did not shut the door. The Lord shut the door. Your time is up. You had plenty of time to get right, but you want to go eat and you want to go drink and you want to watch your football games and you want to have your little fun. But now it's too late. Oh, that's the way the world is right now. People are going around living as if nothing is about to happen. And that's not just out there. I see it in the church. We walk into the house of God, holy ground, with our thoughts on everything but God. We're thinking about what we're going to do tomorrow. We're thinking about, hey man, not feeling good, somebody mad at me, or we just flipping, being in the presence of the Lord, laughing and joking, and not taking care. The scripture says, keep your foot when you come into the presence of the Lord. This is holy ground. He's the God of creation. He is the king of kings. We need to be careful how we approach his throne. You can't come to God any old kind of way. You can't respond to God any old kind of way. He has a way that you must come to him. He said, I want all your heart. I want all your mind. I want all your spirit. Nothing less will satisfy him because he is worthy to be praised. This is the ark. This is Noah's ark. This is the only place of safety. Only eight souls were saved, but it could have been eight thousand. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, the only way you and I can escape the coming judgment, and it is coming, is to get into the ark. Noah preached for I don't know how many years he preached, but Noah was a man of righteousness, and he kept preaching to people. He never stopped preaching, and all the people did was look at him until the first drop of rain. Wow. Can you imagine? It never rained before. It had never rained before. And Noah had warned them, God's going to judge the world. God's going to bring a flood. How is that going to happen? Water is going to come down from the sky. Are you serious? Yes, it's going to rain. Rain? What's that? And, and what kind of God will destroy the world? He's a God of love. He just love. He just love. He just, but there's another part to God. Paul said, know the love and know the severity of God. Just as much as God loves, God hates. What? God hates? Yes. And he hates extreme hate. What does God hate? God hates sin. God hates rebellion. God hates pride. God hates disobedience. And that angry God, the Bible says he's angry with the wicked. How often? How often? 
man, if you ain't baptized in Jesus' name, you scare me. You, you scare me. I don't want to be close to you. God might just strike you down. He's angry with the wicked every day. Every time he stretches hands out and says, come to me, my child. Believe in me, my child. Stop doing the things you've been doing. Trust me. Yield yourself to me. Walk in the spirit. Talk in the spirit. And I'm telling you something. God means everything he says. It's not for one person over here and somebody different over there. It's for every one of us. It's for every one of us. I say it's for every one of us. God means what he says. And judgment is coming hallelujah in the first drop of rain I imagine those folks were giggling and laughing and look at that old man Noah talking about water coming out the sky you ever heard of such nonsense yeah man you know how them religious people are they just lost their minds yeah did you hear the, did you see all those animals coming out of the woods now that was strange because won't nobody hurting them. Won't nobody directing them. They just, they just came out on their own. Two by two. The horse and the kangaroo. It's okay to laugh. <laughs> I mean, man, what a phenomenal. What was that? That was a sign. There was a sign. Something supernatural is happening. Something supernatural is about to take place. And here we are. Signs all around us. Signs all around us. Storms, earthquakes, hallelujah, floods like we've never seen before. What is it? It's a sign. It's a sign. But it's all negative. No, there's one positive sign. The Bible says in the last days, saith God, in the last days saith God in the last days saith God I will pour out I'm going to pour out my spirit I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh it's easier to get the Holy Ghost now than it's ever been and people are being filled with the Holy Ghost on every continent of the earth they're getting the Holy Ghost in Africa they getting filled with the Holy Ghost in Asia. They getting filled with the Holy Ghost all over Europe. They getting filled with the Holy Ghost all over the islands. They getting filled with the Holy Ghost all across language barriers, all across race barriers, even denominational barriers. I get reports Baptists are being filled with the Holy Ghost. Catholics are being filled with the Holy Ghost. Woo, hallelujah. It's being poured out. It's being poured out in this end time hour. Hallelujah. Oh my God, we cannot afford to live our life, to continue doing what we've always done until the rapture takes place. The signs are all around us, brothers and sisters, and God is a good God, and he is a merciful God because many of us don't give him even a quarter of the worship do unto his name. Huh? Amen. You don't decide how you worship God. He decides. <laughs> Hallelujah. Who are the true worshipers? He said true worshipers. That means they're false worshipers. You're either a true worshiper or you're a false worshiper. 
And the Father is seeking such to worship me. Let me tell you, friend, I, I did this when I first got in church. I won't no more than three months old in the Lord, but I made it a business of mine to be a worshiper. I may not understand the scriptures. I may not be able to explain baptism. I may not be able to tell you how he is only one God. But I tell you one thing. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to be a worshiper. Woo! I'm going to praise him. Whether you like it or don't. If I'm by myself or in a crowd. I'm going to learn how to praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Why? That's his design. That's his will. God is patient with us. He's patient with the whole world. 2 Peter chapter 3. Two verses of scripture. Verse number 9. Verse number 10. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. And that promise goes both ways. Good and bad. God going to keep his word. He's not slack as some people count slackness. But what is God doing? He is long-suffering. He is putting up with you. He is long-suffering toward us. Not willing that any should perish. But that how many? How many? God wants all. Every last one of you. To come to repentance that's why you still got breath in your lungs that's why you still got blood running through your veins that's why you still got a brain that halfway works why because God wants everybody to repent but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which, uh oh, the heavens, oh Lord Jesus, can't even begin to imagine what that's like. The heavens shall pass away with a great noise. The elements, all the things in the atmosphere shall melt with fervent heat. What is it that can cause this to happen? I picture a nuclear explosion. It's possible. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Whew. Everything in this world is going to burn up. The carpet going to burn up. This pulpit going to burn up. The chair you're sitting in going to burn up. Chandelier is going to burn up. Everything in this world is going to burn with fire. Nothing is going up in the rapture but souls. Your soul. God wants your soul to be ready for that day. It's coming, folks. It's coming. What am I saying tonight? Get in the ark, young lady. Sir, get in the ark. Get in the ark. Judgment is coming. The wickedness of this world has put God to the tipping point. Get in the ark. Don't just walk up to the ark. Get in it. Don't just peep your head in the door to see what it looks like. 
Get in it. And when you get in it, get all the way in. Get all the way in. Don't stay on the corner. Get in. Get in. Come on. Get all the way in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't just visit the ark. You can't just talk about the ark. You can't even join the ark. The ark is the body of Christ. You must be born into this ark. You got to be born into the body. And the Lord commanded it. Luke chapter 24, verse 47. Jesus, what did you tell us to do? <clears throat> he said, and that repentance, everyone say repentance. And remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. That's the mandate. That's my instruction. I preach repentance. I preach water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And the Lord said, preach that word because that's what's going to get people ready for his soon return. So in closing this evening, I'm going to ask a couple of questions. And I want, you to, I want you to look at yourself. Don't worry about who's next to you. Don't worry about what somebody told you. But let me ask you, have you repented? It's a commandment of God. Jesus said, except you repent, you're going to perish. So you must repent. There, there, there's, no, there's no other option. You must repent. And the sad thing about that is there are so many so-called Christians that go to so many of these so-called churches that don't know a thing about repentance. They don't know what it means. The preachers in those pulpits don't preach it. Hirelings, that's what they are. And all they do is preach what you want to hear. That's why those churches are packed. You can't even find a parking spot. Congregation full. Preacher's name on billboards. Some of them got radio programs, TV shows. Super popular. Why? Because they preach what the people want to hear. And the Apostle Paul told us about that in the last days. They won't endure sound doctrine, but they will heap to themselves teachers with itching ears. Preacher, tell me what I want to hear. Tell me something that's going to make me feel good. That's all people want. They want to be made to feel good. And so what those preachers preach? God's got a blessing for you. God's got a miracle for you. God's got a blessing with your name on it. You're about to come out of your season. I know it's been dark, but now the light is shining. And people get all excited. That's what I need to hear. Hey, you got a word for me, Pastor? I got a word for you. God going to give you the victory. You're going to have the victory. Go ahead and run a lap around this church. You got the victory. And they just go to running around that church and high-fiving everybody. And they're all going to hell. Because he won't preach repentance. What is repentance? 
repentance. Repentance simply means a turning around. A turning around from your ways to his ways. Repentance means a shift in the way you think, having your mind transformed by the word of God. Repentance means being godly sorrowful for your sinful life. You don't want to live like that no more. You don't want to be shacking up no more. You don't want to be uh, taking drugs no more. You don't want to be lying no more. You don't want to be cursing and using profanity like it's regular English. You're tired of that mess. You don't want it no more. I repent. That means you're going to have to turn your back maybe on some of your friends. Repentance is going to cost you. Repentance is not easy. It's picking up the cross. Pick up the cross. Jesus said pick up the cross and follow me. Hold on to this life, your ways. You're going to lose everything. But whosoever will give up his life for the sake of the gospel will inherit all things. So you need to repent. The second thing is you need to have your sins washed away. Remission of sins, not forgiveness. Remission. Remission. They're not the same thing. God can forgive you, but the stain of sin can still be on you. You need to have your sins washed away. How do I get my sins washed away? The old song says, what can wash away my sins? Somebody give me the answer. What can make me whole again? Oh, hallelujah nothing but the blood sister you need the blood brother you need the blood where do I get the blood the blood is in the water hallelujah that's why the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 let me skip over to Acts chapter 2 and verse number 37 Acts chapter 2 and verse number 37 now when they heard this they were pricked in their heart and they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? You need to do something, young lady. Jesus is coming. You need to do something, Grandma. Jesus is coming. Hey, brother, you need to do something. Jesus is coming. What shall we do? Here comes the answer, verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, number one, you need to repent. Make your mind up right now. If I got to do it by myself, I'm doing it tonight. I'm walking toward you, Jesus. I can see the dark clouds in the sky. And I know it's going to rain. And I see the signs of the times. And I know the time is short. Don't leave this building if you've never repented of your sins. Repent and be baptized. Who is this for? I can't hear you. Every last one of you. You mean me, preacher? Yes, you. But I'm a Baptist. Yes, you. I'm a Mormon. You too. I'm a Jehovah Witness. 
especially you. <laughs> Every one of you. This is God speaking to you. You need to be baptized in the water in the name of Jesus Christ. Not Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Jesus said baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. In that name is Jesus. Why? Why should I be baptized in the name of Jesus? It is for, read it, all your sins washed away. Remission. Gone. Erased in the water. That's awesome. And it gets even better. Because <laughs> after that, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The power that's going to make you live right. The power that's going to change your attitude. The power that'll give you power over scorpions and powers over devils and powers to live right. That's what you need. He promised if you will obey him, he'll give you the power. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together, shall we? Oh, God. Oh, God. This moment right here, this very moment right here, it's not going to come back. This moment right here, we'll never see it again. This very day will not come back. So what you need to do, you need to do it now. But I don't understand. Jesus didn't say he that understand and is baptized shall be saved. He said he that believeth. That's all he wants you to do. Believe his word. And let's get ready. Let's prepare ourselves. Jesus could come tonight. He could come tonight. The world is getting darker and darker. The clock is ticking faster and faster. Young people Tonight's your night. All of our guests in this building, tonight is your night. Would you bow your heads with me right now? Holy Spirit of the living God, you chose the foolishness of preaching to save everyone that would believe. And now, God, it's in your hands. Touch that man. Touch that lady. Don't let them get away. It's only by your spirit that you would draw them in. That you will be done. I come against the spirit of doubt. I come against that spirit of fear. I come against that evil heart of unbelief. Draw them into you, Lord. Draw them under the shadow of your wings right now. All over this building. Somebody. Somebody watching online. Somebody needs to respond to you tonight. In Jesus' name. As they begin to sing. And you are standing where you are. Don't resist. Don't let them.
just pass you by. Don't be like those in the days of Noah. Come and get in the ark tonight. If you need to be baptized, I want you to come up here right away. Hurry up before the door closes. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Why don't you hurry? Come on down front. Hurry up before the door closes. Don't wait till it's too late. If you're here today and you know you're not where you ought to be spiritually, I want to invite you to come. Don't worry about what nobody think of you. Don't worry what nobody going to say about you. God loves you so much. He wants to touch you over and over and over again. Come on up to the front and get a hold of the hem of his garment. Lord God, I repent. God, I know I'm not where I need to be. Lord, I let so many things get in the way. But tonight, if you would come back tonight, God, I want to be ready for you. We don't know if we're going to have church Sunday or not. God, I want to be ready for you right now. Lord Jesus, hallelujah, fill me again with your spirit. Fill me to overflow. Get my heart right. Come on, somebody. It's time to get honest with God. It's time to be honest with yourself. Jesus is coming. Make your calling and election sure. Make sure you're ready. Do you want to be saved? Are you satisfied? Don't ever be satisfied. Have your way, Lord. Have your will. Let it be done. In the name of Jesus.